Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860 The Answer, WEEU up in Pennsylvania in the Golf News Network. I'm JT, your host. We'd like to thank the folks over at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also Ben Hogan Golf. Check out Ben Hogan Golf online at benhogangolf.com. Go figure. Uh, new club selections at factory direct prices. Uh, direct sales. I can't even talk today. BenHoganGolf.com. Well, today our guest is a man that talks to legends, both in football and golf. Um, and he's got a really, really good show. It's called uh, Nixed Up on the T. And it's uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, am I going to say your last name correctly? Mascaro? Mascaro. Mascaro. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, welcome. Well, thank you. You're Thanks welcome. for the invite. It means a great deal to me. Well, thank you. Um, how did you get started doing this? <laughs> it's a interesting kind of progression, Jeff. I've been doing um, Thursday Night Tailgate is our show that, where we talk to the NFL legends back in 2011. So we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary of doing the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, but prior to that, um, a gentleman by the name of Mike Lynch, who I had gotten connected with on uh, LinkedIn, had reached out and said, you know, hey, I'm looking for guys and gals that are, you know, willing to write uh, articles for his baseball website at the time mm-hmm. called seamheads.com. So is anyone, you know, willing to, to write articles? I sort of raised my hand and said, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan and I grew up in Pittsburgh and I was a Pirates fan in the 70s. And, you know, sure. I'll write some I'll write some baseball articles. So um, started writing some articles and. Early in early in 11, he said, you know, hey, there's this new podcasting thing. I don't, I don't really know what it is or anything about it. It's sort of like a semi radio kind of thing. He said, would anybody, you know, be willing to, you know, give that a try? So, uh, you know, I raised my hand again for that and got hooked up with uh, a couple of guys up in the, the Northeast area, one out of Boston, Dave Radigan, another guy out of Connecticut, Bob Lazari. And uh, the three of us started to do a Red Sox podcast. So we did that. And, you know, over the baseball season, at the end of the baseball season, I thought, well, you know, hey, could we we expand this into football? So, yeah, let's let's do some football. So a good buddy of mine, Angelo Kane and I, we started Thursday night tailgate and um, we we got extremely lucky on the on the baseball side. It was just sort of the three of us talking baseball. Sure. Um, but, uh, I, I reached out to some NFL legends and being, a, being from Pittsburgh, a Steeler fan, I reached out to LaVon Kirkland, who I had gotten connected with on social media and asked him if he'd be willing to come on the show. And, you know, uh, we, we've, we've talked to LaVon a, a thousand times over the last 10 years and LaVon was 
you know, kind enough to to come on a show with, you know, on a show he never heard of with two guys he never heard of. Sure. And and did that show. And uh, so we did that first one. And then we got Rocky Blyer to do the second one. And it's oh, there you of, go. There yeah, it just sort of evolved, you know, from there. We we were a, a, a one-hour show with one guest, to it, and it came in a 90-minute show with three guests to a, a two-hour show with five guests. And uh, 10 years later, we were going strong with that. And um, a couple of years in, um, we had actually gotten picked up by the Armed Forces Radio Network. We were blessed to have those guys. I had reached out to them, and they sort of glad-handed me and patted me on my head and said, you know, yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to see what you guys got, and if it's any good, we'll let you know. And six months later... Uh, they picked us up and uh, at the end of football season, being a golf fan like you, I said, you know, hey, would you be willing to let me do a golf show? And they, they kind of looked at me and were like, no one's going to listen to golf on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's no, yeah. no, you know, and and uh, after bugging them for a little bit, they're like, all right, look, we'll, we'll let you do one show. And if anybody listens, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll let you know and we'll decide from there. Well, I got very blessed to have Gary Player and Billy Casper as my first two guests ever. And um, after the show, you know, the next day, they came like, wow, people listen to this thing. Uh, they were shocked and surprised. And they said, all right, you know, go ahead. So yeah, I got yeah. to go from there. That's uh, kind of similar to the way I started this show. Um, I was working at Alpha Media at the time and they said, would you come in and do the show? I didn't work for them as far as uh, this type of thing. You know, I was doing some other work and they brought me in. They said, would you do the barbecue show? And I said, okay, I'll do the barbecue show, but you got to let me do a golf show. And they said, okay. And that's how this started. <laughs> and that wow. was uh, almost six and a half years ago. Wow. So, so, yeah, you know, we have a little something in common there. Um, before we jump more into golf, did you ever get Bradshaw or Franco or any of those old classic Steelers guys? Uh, we, we never got uh, Bradshaw or Franco. We had Franco lined up a couple of different times and it just didn't work out. Uh, like I said, we had Rocky Blyer, Elsie Greenwood. Oh, there uh, you go. God rest his soul, became a very good friend of ours early on. Uh, we were blessed to have him. Uh, Andy Russell has been on the show a bunch of times um you know we've had jt thomas and we've had yeah. probably you know maybe a dozen of the you know the legends from the 70s from the steelers uh, on the show and then you fast forward and you kind of get into the 90s when uh you know when they were good again and, and uh, you know went to the super bowl unfortunately yeah. lost uh, in super bowl 30 but a lot of those guys are the, the levon kirklands and greg lloyds and chad browns and ernie mills and and guys from from that era I've also become very good friends. So another sidebar question, Chris, do you ever see them at a celebrity golf tournament? Cause I, I, the reason I asked that not about their golf game, but if people have ever seen those older athletes, see how the way they walk, if they can yeah. walk, you know, they're pretty beat up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, so the short answer to that is no, I've not been to a, uh, an alumni event where they play golf, but uh, I have been to uh, several NFL alumni chapter meetings and met a lot of these guys and yeah, um, yeah trying to, to walk or swing a golf club, you know, they're on their 20th, you know, <laughs> surgery. Yeah. This joint, that joint's been replaced. Good friend of ours that played uh, in the nineties for, for the uh, Indianapolis coach, Jeff Arad. I, I, he's over two dozen different uh, uh, surgeries. Yeah. And uh, his fingers point in all different directions. And uh, it's it's a wonder that, that he can still move around. I know one of the things that, that has stuck with us over the years 
we had an opportunity to interview Eric Dickerson. And Eric was telling us at the time he had to sleep in a lazy boy recliner because his shoulders hurt so badly. He can't get in bed and roll over or anything. He has to make sure that he lies in a certain position or else he can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, Bo, remember Bo knows and all that stuff. I I saw him at uh, a celebrity thing here in Portland and he was like, he's this big solid guy. And he's like, he's walking on nails, you know, it's just because his hips and his knees and everything was shot and he'd already had a couple hip replacements. So anyway, okay, let's talk some golf here. Uh, What is life like for you and your golf game right now? Um, It's sparse, to be honest with you. Um, I don't get to play nearly as much as I like to. I spend the most of my time out on the practice range and I've got a a little net and set up in the backyard. That's, that's, uh, seems to be the extent of, uh, of my golf game. I, I've, I've got some things I got to get through with injuries with myself, with my back. I, I was, uh, out with somebody not that long ago and could barely get through nine holes before the back started to, uh, you know, act up a little bit. So I've got some work I've got to do to get my body healthy again. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get out on, and to, to play as often as I want to. Most of what I get to do is practice hitting golf balls out on the practice range. I know that back deal. I went through the, um, I've got the screws and rods to prove it. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So it's a little, little hard on, you know, rotating the hips at times, you know, and depending on the time of year and the weather and all that, right. the old folklore stories, but it's true, but, uh, it's a lot better than it was. I'll put it yeah. that way. Good yeah. for you. Progress yeah. is good. So, um, well, we've just got about a minute and a half here. So let's get something out of the way first. What's the biggest pain in the backside about doing a show like this for you? I um, mean, I can tell you three hours worth of stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, Jeff, I think it's, it's you know, when, when you're doing a show by yourself and it's a, you know, a 90 minute show and you've got four guests lined up. I think the, the most stre- the, the biggest stressor for me is hoping that the next guest is actually going to call in yeah. because I don't have a co-host. So there's, if, yeah. it, if I get a blank spot in a, uh, in a segment, it's just going to be me rambling for 15 or 20 minutes um, because there's not another guy to bounce things off of. So, you know, as, as the first guest, you know, guest segment is starting to wind down, I'm looking at the switchboard going, come on, baby, come on. Call yeah. in, call, call in. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking with Chris Mascaro, the host of the Knicks T and uh, Knicks on the T, I should say, and Thursday night tailgate. Chris and I will be back in just a couple of minutes. Please stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. here on AM860, The Answer in Portland, WEEU and uh, Golf News Network. We're talking with uh, Chris Mascaro today from, well, he's coming from Atlanta, but he's, he's, his reach is all over the place. Um, <laughs> also, we'd like to thank the folks up at Gunter Wilhelm, uh, Gunter Wilhelm Knives, unmatched quality and comfort uh, in your kitchen. Check them out online on GunterWilhelm.com and our folks at Langdon Farms. Every Friday night up there is prime rib night, so you can eat prime rib. And well, in the summertime, you can actually see the golf course. Now, if 
little late, a little dark, can't see it. But uh, that's at Langdon, uh, Langdon Farms. And uh, so let's get back to Chris here. I also, as I, as you know, I do a cooking show. So you're going to find this intermittent cooking sponsors in this show once in a while, Chris. So it works out. It works out well for me, as you can tell, um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk right now. Um, we follow each other on Twitter and stuff. And there's, I personally don't think that the the golf broadcasting world gives the lpga enough credence that's just me um i've been a fan of the lpga for years and years and uh as um uh lisa cornwell and i were talking one day and i said something about you know the girls if you ever get a chance to play with them they'll whip you she goes oh they'll smoke your ass so <laughs> um i don't think they should be taken lightly ever but i wanted your thoughts on that no, 100% agree. I, well, I tell you what I love about the LPGA Tour. And you're right. I mean, they smoke us you know, yeah. every day of the week. Um, but I, I find them more relatable than the PGA Tour. I mean, I'm a huge PGA Tour fan. I'm a huge Champions Tour fan. Don't get me sure. wrong. Sure. But I can relate a little bit more closely to the women's game because they only outclub me by one or two not by four or five, right? They're right, not, right. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not hitting a five iron from 280 yards out. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can relate to the game that they play. I'm a little more familiar with the game they play than I am with the, with the guys out on, on yeah, the PGA I, I tour, can. even the champions tour. So I like that about it. Um, one of the other things that I, I don't think into just to take your point a little bit further, because I partner with the, the legends of the LPGA tour, and those ladies and the access that fans get on the legends of the LPGA tour is second to none. I mean, you walk the fairways with them, yeah. which is, which to me is unbelievable. The access that you get and you can, you know, be right there and, you know, right in the middle of a golf tournament and you're walking side by side with, with Nancy Lopez or, you know, or me, Cindy Miller, who's a great friend of mine. Um, so being able to go out there and have that kind of experience that you would never get on any other tour right. to me is outstanding. But to get back to your point about, about the, about the LPGA, um, you know, yeah, huge fan of what I've seen from that. And I tell you what, you know, from going back just a few years, you know, the Solheim cup to me is brought the women's game so much more attention than what they've had because we've had such great events on yeah. the Solheim cup. Oh, yeah. And that has gotten a lot of, you know, brought a lot more fans into the LPGA game, more into the women's game. Um, and then obviously the, the, the great talents that we've got out there week in and week out on the LPGA tour, but I, I, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. Yeah, I do too. You know, we have a, we have the Cambia, uh, used to be called the Safeway classic Portland classic. I mean, if you just say Cambia, everybody up here kind of knows what you're talking about now. And that tournament's been going on up here since the seventies and in Portland, it's always really, really well attended. Um, and partly because of the reasons you just uh, stated there. These ladies are very approachable. They'll stop and take pictures with fans. They'll, they'll talk to them for a minute. They're really good to um, the people that are walking with them, you know, because they get volunteers to walk with them to hold the, the standard bearers and all that stuff. And they're, and they're great. They're great. I've seen some uh, pro guys on the bigger tours that aren't that great to them. You know, they, they, I understand they're having a bad day and all that, but it's not their fault. You know, that's right. Like that. So I really, right. I would really like to see more, um, 
more TV time, if you will, more radio time, what have you, for the LPGA tour. Agreed. It it just uh uh it just works. Um what's the best time and the worst time you have sitting where we are now behind the mic? Um I don't know. Give me I'm not sure where you're going with the question. Uh best time is getting to talk to somebody like Dottie Pepper. Oh or yeah. you know, that that kind of stuff. Uh yeah. the worst times is when for me as a host, um it's when you get somebody who doesn't want to be there <laughs> and they don't um, want to talk to you. Yeah. So, you know, best time, I mean, you know, that's like, you know, a lot of people ask me who are your favorite guests and, you know, sort of that sort of thing. And I always say that's like picking out who's your favorite kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just recently had an opportunity to spend some time with Dottie Pepper uh, and uh, John Mahaffey on the same show. And that was a huge thrill to be able to talk to, to both of them, they, you know, they make uh, the segment fly by. There's so many great stories. Um, yeah. So for me, you know, the best time it really is when, when the show goes live and I, I mean, I just, you know, I get through all the intro stuff and really when you get the opportunity then to settle in and talk to a guest and, you know, I always figure, you know, my role is to say as little as possible and get the heck out of the way Sure. and let them, you know, I always say, you know, the best show is when I talk very little and they talk a lot. Um, so that's how I try to go. I try to, you know, do do it that sort of way. But yeah, when 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 we get through the intro stuff and and I get to spend, you know, 20 minutes picking Hal Sutton's brain for, you know, what was it like in 2000 at the Players Championship when you're staring down Tiger and the, the whole be the right club today thing. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, tell me about what that's like. What's it like to have a one stroke lead? over Tiger Woods at, on 17 at, you know, at the TPC Sawgrass, right. With the, when the wind's blow and then you got to strike that shot. Right. I mean, stuff that, you know, someone like me would never have an opportunity to ever experience. So, no. you know, it's, it's being able to talk through those things. And, um, you know, I was a huge, you know, PGA tour fan as a kid, you know, in the seventies and Jack Nicholas and Gary player and all of that sort of thing. And I've had the, the privilege of talking to Mr. Player several times and just, you know, what was it like, you know, you know, coming down the stretch of the masters when you're doing Arnold Palmer and, you know, in 61 and yeah, uh, all those sorts of things. That's th those are the best times. Um, but to be honest with you, if I, I haven't, I, I've been blessed to not really have an awkward situation where I felt like the person that was there didn't want to be there because I mean, when I reach out to people and ask them to come on the show, I mean, I, they can obviously say, who are you? What? No, yeah, no I'm, right. I'm busy. Right. I, I got an event that night. I can't be there that night, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that in the, the hardest part of doing a show um, like mine is, and I'm sure the same for you is when you're doing all the research. It's all good. We're going to take a break here on grilling. It's green. We're going to be back with Chris from next on the T. How about that? Is that a good pro hype for you? Anyway, there you go. We'll be right back in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, and golf news net and weeu and i think very soon in tulsa too i'm really not trying to syndicate this show the barbecue show is syndicated but not this show but it just kind of 
happens sometimes. People stations like it. I don't know why. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. And see if I can get this one right this time, Chris. Ben Hogan Golf, tour quality clubs at factory direct prices. BenHoganGolf.com. How's that? that? There you go. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I did that. I, I did it one other time too. Um, <laughs> what's your overview of golf in general right now and the, the general population who play, I mean, you and I are weekend warriors on this yep. type of thing. Um, you know, we've got platforms to talk about it, but my overview is golf was kind of piddling out. And then the pandemic was probably one of the best things that ever happened to the sport. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, when when that all hit, and that that was really the only thing that everybody could go do is get outside and be socially distant and go yeah. play golf. And I think a lot of people took up the game, and uh, people that weren't playing all that much got to play a whole lot more because it was just the thing to do. And you know, getting families involved and kids involved, and you know, wives or husbands involved, and all that sort of thing. I think the the pandemic was great for the game of golf. wasn't great for a lot most other things, but it certainly was a booster to the game of golf. So, I mean, I think golf is in a great place right now. Um, you know, I, when I look around the PGA tour, I mean, I could do, I could do with a lot less of the, that whole Brooks and Bryson thing that we, we went through yeah. for, you know, a year or whatnot and the Brooksy and all that sort of, I could have done without that. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see young stars starting to emerge. One of the things I get concerned about is how many eggs the PGA tour has put in the Tiger Woods basket that, you know, I mean, I know Tiger is, is the, is the needle. There's no question. Yep. And, and what a great player he's been and all that sort of stuff, but there, there is going to become a time that, you know, he's, he's not going to win championships anymore. And he's, you know, he's going to be just sort of a middle of the road player. And I, I don't want the PGA tour to have put all their emphasis on Tiger Woods at the expense of developing the young stars, because we have so many great ones coming into both the men's and women's game. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, that's, that's where I, I draw some concern is, Hey, you know, let's, let's not have every promo be about Tiger Woods, you know, cause Colin Morikawa is a pretty good player. Yeah. You know, Justin Thomas is a pretty good player. Jordan Spieth has come back on the scenes. Looks like Ricky Fowler's gotten his game, you know, back in, you know, we've got, uh, so there's so many young talented players that, uh, I want to make sure that the PGA tour recognizes and builds and develops those guys. And the personas around them, because someone is going to eventually have to carry the torch forward. Well, there was video. I'm kind of time stamping this this interview, but there was video of him hitting some balls. Right. OK, it's got the, the support stocking on the whole thing. I get that. No big deal. Good for him. The the web went nuts. Yes. Even the news cycles, you know, Fox and CNN and some of those had that video clip on the front page because he was he was hitting balls. Right. You know, and I'm like, holy man. You know, I mean, when I get it when he was in his heyday in his prime and, you know, he was staring down competitors. He didn't even have to swing a club. They just melt and go away and he'd pick up the check, <laughs> you know, and go home. But but on this, you know, it's like, I oh, yeah. You know, I, I get the, I get the marketing aspect of it to make sure everybody knows he's coming back and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. But, you know, you had tiger there and then you have Rory with the, 
ripped shirt and his <laughs> nipple sticking out and it didn't get quite the same effect out there chris <laughs> yes that was nice for comedic relief to yeah. see rory uh and and his upset with his ripped shirt and that and and the fact that he just stood there you know with the pictures and the play whatever he was doing on his phone and all that sort of stuff and someone wasn't handing him a new shirt right away yeah i found interesting i would have guessed it you know, whether it was one of his handlers or his agent or his even just wife, somebody, maybe, or something yeah, like his, his wife or someone in the clubhouse would have said, you know what? Hey, Rory, here, put this on. <laughs> <laughs> but they you didn't. Know. And I mean, but they didn't. That was like the first picture I saw uh, this morning, I think, when I got up. Um you know, I like you, I get up and do my stuff and I'm looking, I'm flipping through the different golf sites and things and the news sites. And there he is kind of looked like he was in a Spartacus moment or something. <laughs> and, and I'm going, what in the hell was that? You know, cause I didn't watch. I was, you know, I've been in a walking on clouds for three days here. Morgan state beavers beat Arizona state. And so, wow. Uh, and they've got the first winning season in a long time. They've actually got bowl potential. Oh, won't be the Rose bowl, but like Fiesta or one of those, they could get invited. So everybody around here, the, my buddies, they're all, they're all beaver guys, you know, plus they got to play the ducks this week. So maybe they'll have duck for Thanksgiving as we, there you go. We would always say that you live in Georgia. I do. What is the, um, what is the vibe about the greatest golf tournament in the world? I think the masters there, how do people in Georgia really look at that? Oh, I mean, it very favorably. I mean, um, I've been blessed to be on the property every year since 01. Um, and it's the greatest thing ever. I've told my wife many times when I die, she, she, you know, cremate me, put my ashes over Augusta national, go, go back there, you know, and into one of the you know, places off the, off the beaten path, yeah. find, find an azalea and sprinkle me in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you when the calendar just you know gets to january it's the countdown right. to the masters and and um yeah boy i tell you what it's it's just the the most wonderful thing i you know i tell you what jeff we, we you watch it on cbs every year and and we all know the holes and all that sort of stuff but the but the the television doesn't do justice to how beautiful the place is what the, you know, the elevation changes are because yep. they're, they're huge. I mean, from the 10th yeah. tee to the 10th green, the, the elevation drop is as high as the, uh, uh, the statue of Liberty. That's the sort yeah. of get, get a vibe for how big that drop off is, but there is not a blade of grass out of place. There's not a piece of trash anywhere. There's no yelling of mashed potatoes and <laughs> get, you know, all that kind of craziness. Um, it is just the most beautiful place on the planet, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, the, you know, here in Georgia, you know, we, we, we count it down, boy, you get to January and it's not, you know, how many days to, you know, to the, you know, the Monday yeah, practice round. Yeah. And then, you know, now we've got the Augusta national women's amateur, you know, the, the weekend before the Saturday before, and uh, obviously the drive chip and putt on the Sunday before. So mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's growing the game and, and bringing more people into and getting to see the, the grounds and all that sort of stuff. It's to me, it's just fantastic. I love it. Plus, if you actually live in Augusta, you can make your year's worth of mortgage oh. payments for leasing your house out for 10 days or two weeks. A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. You, you, you start reading the stories about, you know, and even some of the players, right. That'll rent out the same house year after year. I mean, $20,000 for the week, you know, yeah. that they're, that they're paying to, to rent out these homes and, you know, the people that, you know, get to you know, park in my yard and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of revenue that comes in. Uh, that's one of the things I'd ask some guys that uh, live over there, obviously when, you know, we went through the pandemic and, you know, we had the event in November. Um, yeah. And there was just, you know, nobody there. Right. right. That, that had a dramatic impact on, you know, on the, on the city's revenue all around, you know, obviously you can imagine the restaurants and everything else. That's oh, ancillary. Sure. sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I talked to uh trip Bowden about it one time and he said, Oh yeah. He goes, half of these people couldn't, you know, step up and do some of the things they do if it wasn't for the masters coming to town. Yeah. You know, so. Right. You ever run across that? Yahoo? <laughs> I have not, to be honest with you. Ah, well, I'll connect you to he's, he's quite the character. Um, he's a man after my own heart though. Cause he wrote a, uh, written several books, but one of them is about the, uh, the food at Augusta. Uh, during the masters of course pimento and cheese i make my of own course. up here you know is that I, right yeah oh yeah i put on uh i put on i got a master's cap somebody brought me and i've got that and um i'll make pimento and cheese and and uh you know that type of stuff for the the people and yeah it works good anyway we're going to take a, another quick break and then chris and i will be back wrap up the regular show but i i conned him in to stand for after hours so you won't want to miss that we'll be right back Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Uh, I'm JT, and we've got... uh, Chris, I'm going to say it again. Mascaro. Is that right? Mascaro. Mascaro. It's that long A or something. in There, there. you go. Yeah. Um, Chris has a show called Nixed on the T. If you, um, of course, you should listen to my show first, but then you could listen to Chris. And um, <laughs> it, it's a great show and you can find it out on all the platforms. It's on Audible and I'm captivating all those things, I think. So absolutely. Um, how many we're on 33, 34 platforms with our shows. How many are you on? Um, I to be honest with you, Jeff, I, I haven't counted them up, but you know, some are 20 ish. Yeah. You know, we're, on, we're on every major podcasting site that's out there. So uh, yeah, we're pretty easy to find. Yeah, no, and great shows because I listened to them a couple of them before we did the, this show. I appreciate you. Yeah. And, it, and it's all good. Um, if you could change one thing, uh, in the world of golf, what would it be? Uh, probably the rules. I mean, we, you know, and I, I know they've done a bunch of work on trying to get rid of, you know, some, some of the craziness, but I, you know, there's, there's so many rules in the game of golf. I think, you know, if, if you, if you didn't know better, you'd, you'd be breaking three or four around. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know, when you've got a, a, a rule book, that's got multiple, you know, subcategories of, you know, 
if you're on, you know, rule 3.1.6.a. you know, whatever, yeah. you, you got too many rules. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I'd pare down, you know, the, the number of rules and just make it a simple game. I mean, obviously we want more people to play and I, you know, clearly, you know, we, we all yeah. don't play by, by the letter of the law all the time, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd want to make it, <laughs> I'd want to make it easier for people to want to play. Speaking of the letter of the law, I don't, uh, guys like us, you know, middle of winter, lift clean in place. Sometimes we take a little more advantage of it than we should, but <laughs> but we're not pros and we're not making our living doing it. And we That's try right. to keep the integrity of the game going there. But uh, uh, I've got a few friends that use that Texas wedge and stuff. I, out, <laughs> out of the azaleas up here, the ferns and the pines, you know, that, that happens. Oh, my goodness. You, no talk, about, you talk about rules. Um, back when I was doing my horse stuff, we had a rule book that was about a thousand pages, but it covered oh like a dozen different breed categories. Okay. So Arabians, Morgans, what have you. Right. And depending on what you did, you had to know certain sections of the book and you had to learn how to find things in other sections of the book, but nobody expected you to know that thousand pages. All right. Mm -hmm. I looked at, um, well, I, like everybody else, I get the rules of golf and they fool you because it's a little book, you know, and it's 78 pages long or whatever it is. But then you got to go to the rulings and that and that's like the old Encyclopedia Britannica that they used to come <laughs> knock on your door and sell you every year, you know, and your mom would go, no, it's OK. Um, yeah, it's really incredible that because every it's like a courtroom. You know, it's it's like a precedent ruling in the courtroom. You know, they say, well, yeah. you know, Chris did this over here, but Jeff did this over here and this one overrules that one. And it's like, hey, my God, you know, <laughs> I thought about I thought about studying to become a rules official because of my past history. And then I gave up on that. I went to the bar and had a drink instead. <laughs> it was much Probably more a good call. Yeah, it was. A, it was a great call. Um. Who's who's your best interview? Do you think? Oh, geez, that's tough. Like I say, you know, I mean, um, Gary Player. You know, if I if I had to to pick one, you know, oh. it's it's the opportunity to to spend some time with Mister Player. And I've, I like I said, I've been fortunate to do it many times. He typically will join me the the weekend prior to the Masters. So on the Saturday, sure, um, we get to spend some time together, and 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 that's you know, so much fun and, and to get to pick his brain and, you know, the, all his, you know, remember when he did this and remember when you did that and all those sorts of things. So that's, that's the, you know, uh, that's a lot of fun, you know, but I've, I've been blessed to have so many wonderful people, both, you know, both on, you know, the former players that come on uh, and then, you know, the several of the top 100 instructors that come sure. on and, and do that. It's it, 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 the, parse it out any further than that, I think would be a disservice to all of those folks because they're all fantastic. Do you actually record up there at Augusta when you do the show? I've done it once up at Augusta at uh, offsite off the grounds and yeah. uh, then, then walked over for the, for the practice round. And that, that was a huge, so I got to spend some time with Dave Stockton jr. Um, while we were both, you know, there and, and, uh, and, uh, live, so like sitting right next to one right. another. Um, and then other people that, you know, had played there before, but, um, yeah, so I've done that one time, but, uh, just once. Chris Mascaro here <laughs> from next on the T and from, um, 
I forget. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night, night Thursday night tailgating, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. I almost forgot, but I didn't. Um, thanks for being with us. And Thank um, you, Jeff. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with After Hours. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved. And remember, the key to lower scores, a pencil with an eraser. See you next week.